Hi again, Kath. Hi, Nora. Are you obsessed with your pen? I lost the, the clicking thing. What do you call it? Oh. You know that There lip. it is. Oh! I could get it. You're still on the disabled list. Ow! Oh, my God! Oh, oh the pain! Oh, the pain! Do you want to look at the scar again, Nora? <laughs> that's... Considering how bad a break it was, that's not that bad a scar, actually. Yeah. Oh, I like it better when you look kind of like you're going to faint. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. So you have a very interesting, pertinent mm-hmm. This is a little bit of a wool gathering story, but you had sent me a link to something related to this. And coincidentally, I just finished the book, uh, The Shallows, by Nicholas Carr, who's yeah. talking about the same issue. And um, the article that you sent me, someone that I follow on Twitter without mittens, suggested that we talk about this on the sniffer. So this she, I think it's a she, had also sent me a link to that same story that you sent me, which was basically about, Nick Carr's book is about too, is the sort of brain science behind what is happening when we absorb so much of our information on the web, doing these little info snacks, you know, and jumping around from thing to thing and not really following something in a linear way Mm -hmm. and how we get kind of addicted to the next little stimulus thing. Like little rats in cages. Yeah. Nick Carr's thing is a little bit more about how we are losing the ability to just sit and follow a linear argument like in a, a book because we're yeah. are training our brains not really to absorb material and hold onto it. Um, but the, the article that you sent me is a little bit more actually about the sort of compulsive aspect of that and mm-hmm. how you're getting like these little surprise snacks and as the author Matt Richtel says you're, you're giving yourself like a little hit of dopamine when you're doing this so that it kind of becomes this quasi-addictive behavior. I think I have really had that experience of sitting and reading books and just finding it almost impossible to just sit and lose myself in a book. We are of an age that we remember when we could mm-hmm. sit down and read a book and like and think very deeply about it and really get into it and get very excited about it and be able to follow the thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that you know people say, "Oh well, it's always been like this," but I don't really think it has. Like, and I think it, it's only logical. I mean, we accept that the way people understood the world around them changed when we moved from oral culture to the culture of the book, right? I mean, it's just basic McLuhanism one hundred and one, but. But what will happen though? Because I was—I don't know—for some reason I was surfing around, and I got <laughs> yeah, and I got thinking about different generations, and then I started thinking, okay, Generation Z, and then what's going to happen after Generation Z? And they were talking about Generation Alpha, and they were talking about how the me- members of Generation Alpha, who haven't really started being born yet, how they learn and think will be informed by the computer and by the internet and by these types of devices that allow them to just go out and gather information from all different sources. At least what they were saying, and this was something through Wikipedia, but they said, you know, that that they will not have that ability. It won't be something that will be part of their world to Mm -hmm. go to a library and get a book. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably true. I mean, the one thing where I probably part company a bit with Nick Carr is that I think that it's also possible that 
what we're seeing is the birth of a different mode of thinking and a different mode of attention that is more collaborative in nature, that is more about seeing patterns and relationships rather than a linear argument delivered from a single point of view. Uh huh. Um, which doesn't mean we aren't losing things in the process, just as we lost things. You know, when people went to the culture of the book, eventually people stopped knowing how to memorize vast quantities of uh, yes. narratives and recite them orally, right? I mean, people used to be able to do that, and, yes. and we can't do that anymore. That would be a job. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting, because with my book, what I'm having to do with it is, because I'm hoping to have it made into a movie, and when I was talking to the filmmaker today about it, and we're really going to try and do something nonlinear. And then I was bitching to Sasha, but I said, what is it with this nonlinear? <laughs> you know, like, does everybody, do people not like a linear story anymore? Do you like nonlinear? Yeah, I think, I mean, you know where I've found I've really liked nonlinear is in television. Like, I think when you follow a lot of these narratives that have many different layers and you're, even in something that unfolds quite slowly, like Mad Men, you're, yeah. you're, as you get into it, you start to find there are things about it that you, you know, you much as is true when you're actually meeting somebody that you can't really understand what's happening in this character's life until you understand what happened to them a long time ago, which you don't get at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, in a way, that's an, that's an old device. It's a flashback, right? But Yeah, well, exactly. It'll be interesting to, to play around with it, especially with a mind that thinks in an old linear way. Mm-hmm. I read so little fiction now that I don't, I don't know. Well, since I broke my leg, I've been doing nothing but reading fiction, and it's been great. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Enough of that distraction. <laughs> You have a very funny little story about what's going on uh, yeah. in California. Okay. Because this is, uh, you know me, I always like to talk about ad spaces too. Mm-hmm. Okay. California legislature is considering this bill. Okay. You know now we've got our license plates and mine is like 096 XVD. And it's, that's what it always reads. But now what they're proposing down there is when you're driving will actually show 096 XVD. Mm-hmm. But when you stop, what it will do is it will advertise something, you know, like Budweiser beer, I guess. Or, you know, it would be really interesting if it's the sort of thing that, um, let's suppose there's a sale at Banana Republic and it's at the block over. It says, sale at Banana Republic, one block south. And mm-hmm. so you follow it. It's like total minority report. You know, linked to your GPS or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So they'll be actually using your space. Yeah. That pisses me off. They should give me some money. And the other thing I thought that was strange is that you can't personalize it in any way, right? It's just whatever they decide to give you is what you end up advertising, which you could imagine the scenario if it's advertising, like what if you're driving around in your car and it's advertising like an anti-abortion thing or something and you're, it opposes your politics? Yeah, that's, I didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. But you can imagine that being so much the future, eh? especially when things know where they are. That's the aspect that really, really intrigued me was the idea of location-based things and how like if they can do it on your license plate like it could be on everything it could be on your clothing it could be well, yeah it was but i did i tell you i bought your movie minority report yep yep i'd seen it once ages ago yeah. and then i and you know what even though it's got tom cruise in it it's good it is a good movie it is a good movie and it's amazingly it's not really prescient i mean i think they were just like looking at what was happening at the research stage but all those gestural interfaces and when the Tom Cruise character wanders through the gap and it 
it, you know, says, hi, John Anderton. Oh, it's good to see you again. Would you like some more slacks and a size? Well, and it, that this machine, this wall, this display knows everything about it. Yeah. And those technologies are now like, you know, A, GPS, yeah. B, you know, RFIDs, C, face recognition technology. They're all kind of coming together. So those kinds of scenarios are increasingly possible. Yeah, that voice or the face recognition, I find that really, really freaky. Yeah, it is freaky. Yeah. Okay, come to the blog. For links to these stories and more, thesniffer.net. Bye. Bye.